Hello, my name is Mimba Dodwell and this is Ordinary Artists. Hello, in this podcast I'm talking to Lanaya Life. Lanaya was referred to me by Yolanda, so thank you so much Yolanda. Lanaya is my first dancer on the podcast, which I am so happy about, and I hope to have many more dancers on here. Um, Lanaya comes from a performance background and acting, and she's been performing in Carnival since she was eight years old, which is pretty cool. She teaches pole and twerk around London, and it was great to sit with her and talk about pole and twerk from a dancer's experience and a teacher's experience, because these forms of dance are very demanding physically, and she really breaks down how her classes work and what sort of muscles you be using and things that people have said in her dance classes after being there for a while and the experiences they had. So before we get on to the interview, I'd like to say, if you enjoy my podcast, please rate it on iTunes or SoundCloud. I would love to hear your feedback and what you think about it because right now I'm really getting it from my friends and family who I love dearly and I'm grateful for, but it would be nice to hear it from people who don't know me. So now back to the podcast. So here we go. Hi, I'm at the National here with Lanaya Life, um, who is a dancer and had started, you started in dance and now you teach classes of twerking and pole dancing, Mm -hmm. so I'm very interested in hearing about this. And you also know Yolanda, who I actually interviewed previously, so can you tell us a bit how you got into dance and this industry and what drew you to it? Okay, um, so I used to actually, I started out in dance and acting um, many moons ago and I had a sort of mutual love for the two and in terms of teaching how I got into that was more through opportunity, an opportunity came up which I thought I'd go for and um, while I was dancing and practicing and things like that I started to my love for it, well pole dance specifically at that point anyway because I've always danced, I started to think I want to do this more so I thought how can I do it more and that's when I considered the opportunity of teaching because a lot of my friends used to say oh you've got to teach me, you've got to teach me and I thought well I'm not a teacher, (laughs) I just do it but I started to toy with the idea and one thing led to another. Oh that's cool, so so you go into teaching and where do you teach at the moment? all over really well London but um Croydon Mitcham Old Street so central and south at the moment it's really where the wherever the demand is I'm happy to travel to if there's a group of people that want to learn and we've got the apparatus and um can you tell us a bit about like sum up your twerking classes and pole dancing classes yeah so I think it's like strength arse and fun (laughs) is the best way to sort of say it uh so a lot of the time for both, I think, they both have a little bit of a taboo stigma attached to them. And people will come in the door and they'll be a little bit sheepish and unsure. that They know why they're here, but they're still like dabbing their toe in the water. And you just find throughout the class, people really come out their shelves. So they completely strip off and um, not literally. <laughs> and um, it's, it's so with pole, it's very much... Um, it's strength is involved and you learn to move your way your body in ways that you didn't think you could you wouldn't think that you could and the way the syllabus goes or the classes go you gradually build up your strength and you do body conditioning alongside the moves itself so you get to a point where 
you're stronger without even realizing it. and you're doing these moves or you're upside down you're like oh my goodness I can't believe I did that and it's it's such a sense of accomplishment but also you're learning the skill as well as toning up and making yourself fit there's so much going on at the same time it's also increasing your confidence and it's lovely to see the women that come in I, I mainly teach women there are a few men um, who when they come it's like it's like their time and you see that they're just enjoying it and also with twerking it's um quite similar in that I think both of them people may look and think oh you just have their own views but they haven't actually tried the class but when they come in with twerking as well they do thoroughly enjoy it but they realize actually this is harder than I thought it would be because once again it's technique I must admit when I saw you I saw some of your videos online of your um, classes and also I've seen twerking twerking happening and it is a lot of physical strength to twerk it's not like people think like Rihanna just doesn't like oh that's that's cool but actually it is a lot of it's a lot of um it's a lot of strength and as you say pole dancing I know people have done pole dancing it's a lot yeah. of physical strength so I've seen some of your pole pictures and I was like that just, that's a lot of core muscles that's what you can absolutely do it absolutely anyone could do it if and I could do it anyone could do it and what are sort of myths do you want to like debunk about pole dancing and twerking so I think with pole, there's quite a few. I've actually got a video on my YouTube channel about this. Um, people often think you have to be a stripper to be a pole dancer. That is not the case. Um, a lot of the time you see pole dancers and they're wearing next to nothing. And that's something I have to hold my hand up when I first started. I even thought to myself, why are they not wearing any clothes? There's, there's no need for this. <laughs> but as time went on, I realized that it is actually necessary. So to do with pole, you need your body to connect to the pole. You need the grip. So there's always connecting points. And sometimes that will mean part of your bum needs to connect. Sometimes it means the pole is literally in between your bum cheeks, just being absolutely real about it. And if you've got on shorts that are quite low down, it can't get in there and the, the, the fabric will cause you to slip. So you need the skin contact. So that is why the skimpier the, the underwear, almost like French knickers, it means you can get the grip. Also, you know, your stomach being bare, it means that you can wrap your stomach around the pole and push your side into the pole. So that's why a lot of the time, I think, rather than stripping down midway through class, people just come, especially where they're more, say, intermediate advanced and they're doing moves which are more upside down, higher up the pole, they need more grip which doesn't involve the hand, they just strip off. So that's one thing that is not because it's pole and we're getting yeah. naked for the sake of it, is there's actually a reason behind it. Um, I also think that um, the, the strength and the control that's, that's needed, it, it's definitely a good form of fitness. It's not, once again, going back to the stripper thing, it's not just a form of entertainment for men. It's something that takes so much core strength and it takes discipline to, with any sort of muscular strength endurance activity, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. So it takes a disciplined lifestyle if you want to take it seriously to develop that strength, that core muscle, and sort of maintain it to keep going forward and getting better. So there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes of a pretty picture of somebody just hanging upside down in the air. Um, and there are so many people that do poll that you look at them before and after and they've managed to achieve their, their weight goals, their sort of body goals of this is how I want to look, this is my ideal summer body. So that it ticks a lot of boxes if people are willing to sort of put aside the whole this is just a stripper art and yeah. really give it a go for themselves and see what's involved. I think uh, those are probably the stereotypes for poll, for twerk. Specifically, I'd say um, it's just more than shaking your bum, really. It's, it is shaking of the bum. If, if we go back to you know, the, what twerk is exactly and you know, Miley Cyrus coining yeah. the term, which that's what it's 
it's sort of centered around but there's lots of ways of shaking your bum <laughs> it sounds strange me saying this but you know you can move it up and down side to side like around the face of a clock maybe just a bit on the left maybe you're upside down doing it maybe one leg's moving at a time and with yeah. all of those things once again it's technique and with technique comes discipline and all of that it's it's tapping into muscles that if it's something you haven't done you may they may not be awake they're fast asleep and you really need to wake them up and a lot of the time for things like glute isolations we spend quite a bit of time at the beginning of my classes really trying to wake those up and you know sort of uh, strengthen them and that's where people come to class and they just think oh i'm just going to shake my bum and then they realize oh gosh i've got to do a bit more work first <laughs> yeah they probably find out muscles they didn't have as you said like exactly like, oh, i didn't know my glutes could do that yeah <laughs> that's, so, that's so funny and also you said like twerking is you said it's more than shaking your bum mm -hmm. um I was recently seeing some history about twerking, and it's, yeah. part, it's part of dance, of, especially African-American dance. It's been such a big part of history of their yeah. dancing, that sort of technique in rumba dancing, and sort of you see them in the clubs before in the 1920s. Like exactly. It's not, it's not just a, it's a technique. Isn't definitely, it? definitely is it. It goes beyond that, and I think it depends on what people's, it's a bit like, so the term success, it can yeah. be taken in many ways. The term twerk, it's a name that's just come about recently, but the dance style's been around for years upon years. So people have their own interpretation under twerk i think classes that i have and classes i've been to is really unlikely for you to go to a twerk class where they don't include some whining so that's you know your your hips rotating in a circle and that's it's not shaking of the bum but it's also the hips moving in that sort of sensual way um you know you have as you said a sort of caribbean culture it would have been called bum flicking and that's literally what it would have been your bum going up and down um you know in the african culture yeah. it's relevant there as well it's something yeah. that's been going on for a long time brazilians they have their own version of it so it's definitely all out there yeah. but we've just come up with this new name and people are bringing new things to it so yeah. it's a wide spectrum to it and it's something you could just have a lot of fun with and once again you're you know you're really working your, your quads yeah. a lot uh, in twerk and it's one of those things that the girls leave the class and they say Oh, I didn't expect to work that hard. <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> well, that's that's really good. I must say about like um, seeing it in Africa. I've definitely seen the form of twerking yeah. and movement in my family and like relatives at weddings and parties because exactly. that's like that's how people show that they're fertile as well. Like it's been something that's been showing. Like, look at my bum. Yeah, I can, I can carry the weight of the family, sort of thing. Like, exactly. I'm not, I'm not exactly. Drop. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, definitely. Yeah. So it's something quite historic and. Well, um, I want to ask you what it's like performing at Carnival, because I thought you performed oh, it. Oh, gosh. So, um, I've been performing Carnival since I was eight years old. Really? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, many moons. <laughs> I won't say how many years it's been. <laughs> and, um, it's amazing. I, I don't even think I can explain how amazing it is. I don't think my vocab can stretch that, that far, but it's, it's just like such a magical feeling. So the first time I did it was Brixton Carnival. I don't even think that goes on anymore. No, but, um, I many many years ago and it started outside so the parade started outside of Tesco's and I was in this costume and I just remember the band leader uh, for Phoenix carnival band um, Monty he was like dance dance the costume dance the costume that's literally what he said and I was like okay so I'm dancing and he's going around waving his hands like more 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 and I wasn't it was all a bit new to me but then I realized people are standing around they're waiting for me to dance and I love to dance I was like all right I'm gonna dance a bit more and by the end of it I was on such a high and it's your time to be a performer. It doesn't matter what size you are, who you are, whether you've got a dance background, whatever moves that you want to showcase at that time to the music, the people standing by are happy to see you. And it's more, I think, 
it's a free event, you're in a costume, it looks pretty anyway, a bit of moves added on top is a bonus. <laughs> yeah. So it's just really nice because there's no sort of strings attached to it. I think back in many years ago, not so much now, the carnival parade, especially Notting Hill, went on to many different streets and it went on till very late. And there was no form of restriction. It's like the city is yours at that time. Dance anywhere, anytime. And you know, it's your stage. And it's just such an amazing feeling. Everybody's friendly all the sort of paraders you know you go and you end up dancing with somebody from another band or somebody else in your band you don't even really need to go there with friends because you make friends as you go along and it's just such an amazing experience which is why i haven't ceased i haven't stopped <laughs> i'm still doing it that sounds really good i mean as i said an eight-year-old to have that experience that freedom to just be yourself that literally be, um, really good i think that as a dancer sometimes it's nice People like, I must say, like I like dancing a lot, I do dance dance, but there is this nice freedom that you have when you get to do anything you want in your dance. Anything you want, and I think the music as well, Soka and Calypso, sort of promotes you to just enjoy yourself yeah. it's the carnival liberate yourself enjoy yourself just free up yourself and it's it's not sort of promoting any bad vibes it's not promoting any negativity or violence or over sexuality I'd say it's just all really good good music and good vibes is promoting and that's sort of what you feed off of and the beats of the music and just sort of getting down with it yeah no, I, that's I've never actually been to Carnival and I've always what? wanted to go. It's only because like I live in I live in Sussex and, oh my um, goodness. and I'm not from London but I, I haven't lived in England my whole life so I, it's not been something I've done but I really want to do it. I really want to oh, see it. Oh definitely, definitely, um, definitely should. Yeah, I would like to do it. And what I want to ask you is because I was, I was thinking about this as a dancer, mm. as also a dancer of colour yeah. and I think growing up in Sussex I was the only black girl in my dance class for so okay. many years and yeah. it was so nice and I don't see a lot of Black not black British dancers, not yeah. so much. In America, there's quite a few, like you've got Alvin Ali Dance Company, so that's promoted that colour. But what was it like, and what your experiences as a woman of colour doing these classical trainings and mm. things like that? Did you, did you? I mean, like you enjoy. I mean, I enjoy dance. I love it, but yeah. you still do it. So how was it? I think. Um there have maybe been a few experiences where my colour has come up, <laughs> but I think. Overall, the way I see it is if you have a goal, you can't, you've got to have your blinkers on. So a bit like the horses, when they put the blinkers on them, they can't look from left to right. You've got to know that that's my goal and that's where I intend to get to and nothing's going to stop in my way and step in my way. And, you know, it's, it's wrong for people to use the colour of your skin to, to sort of say, well, that prohibits you and stops you from going any further. And I think that you can't breathe light, sort of life into those issues because then it becomes something, it becomes real. And it, it can definitely be there. I mean, especially with pole, when I was starting off, I didn't really know that many people that did it anyway. Yeah. And those who I did know, none of them were, were, were black women. Yeah. So I remember when I came across my first black pole yeah. friend called yeah. Lakeisha, and we were both so excited. It was like, oh my gosh, somebody else. Yeah. And she was from North London, I'm from yeah. South. So it was weird that we stumbled across each other. We've been friends ever since, but it was a sort of magical moment. And I've met more ladies who do it as I've gone along. It's yeah. becoming something that's very popular. So there's loads of women out there doing it, but um, there will definitely be things that come up, but you just have to keep moving. Um, 
I think just don't sort of shine light on it. Don't allow that to hold you back. Don't think to myself, okay, this person has said such about me. I'm going to get down now and I'm going to stop. Really and truly, the more I'm thinking about it now, there's been many things that have happened along my journey, but I didn't stop there. I didn't yeah. ponder on it for too long. You might feel a little bit upset. The next day is an, it's another day. It's a new day. Yeah. Your goal's still there and it's not going to come to you. You've got to go to it. Yeah. So it's really what you decide to focus on. Your, your mind, the, the, the limits only sort of uh, in your mind so no one can put that in into you or in your sort of frame of thought without you accepting or allowing yeah. it to be there so I just think absolutely you know where we live it's a European country and I think the sort of um, ideals of beauty and what you may see around you a lot of the time may not be always a reflection of yourself but once again you've got to have a broader vision and know what you see for yourself yeah. and you've got to look beyond that and know it doesn't matter what is around me yeah. this is where I'm going to be and that's it it's already done and literally from having that mindset I've been able to get this far so you've got to have thick skin yeah. you've got to be prepared do you know what may, some people may not be for you some may be for you but it doesn't matter I'm still going to get to where I want to be anyway yeah, I think that's really that's a good advice. I think that's really nice, and especially for any field, I think that can apply in any arts field because yeah. it can be a bit limiting. But um, do you have any advice for any other people who would like to pursue either dancing or pole dancing, or maybe just a creative who wants to um, pursue their dreams? Because you've done acting and dancing. Yeah, um, I think that if you've got sort of a creative flair, don't let anyone sort of uh, pour water on your fire. <laughs> because if it's in you, it's always gonna be there and it may simmer down if you try to put some bricks on top of it and do something else, but it's just gonna keep coming back up and it's yeah. gonna stay there and the sooner you address it, the better. G give it a go, if there's something you wanna try, you know, what's the worst that can happen? You try it, you don't like it, you leave it alone. I tried a pole class, I went, I kept going from there. There's other styles I've tried. I wouldn't say I, I really strongly dislike them, but I maybe didn't love them as much as I do with poles, so I didn't continue, but you don't know until you try and I think that you know we're all uniquely made we all come to this earth with sort of our box of tools and those will be our skills and sort of our assets and it's, it's what you do with them and I think it's, it's wrong to turn your back on them if it's something inside of you a burning desire it's you have to be brave and go after what it is that you want so I just think anything that you're interested in don't be intimidated by say for instance this industry it's so busy now everybody wants to be famous everybody wants to be an actor everybody wants to be a dancer everyone wants to be a singer everybody wants to be the kardashians or some in the spotlight of some way shape or form so don't look at the big picture and think oh my gosh i'm never going to get there or oh i'm too old or oh my voice isn't as good as someone beside me just look at the first step where are you now what is it you want to do you want to do singing book a class go to the young Vic. they have free workshops sometimes just see what you can do to take one small step once you've accomplished that how did it feel did it feel good maybe go again and literally just take baby steps and before you know it little by little you will get there it's literally like the bricks that you use to lay the foundation for the house one brick two bricks becomes a whole house eventually yeah that's so that's so nice it's so true i think people don't that's i'm glad you've said that because i think you can get swamped by the bigger picture that's yeah lovely. those little steps are very very true and um where can people find out about your classes and how to find them where, where can they find you so i'm on social media i have a website i have a youtube page and all of them are just my name lanaya life um which i'll spell because <laughs> sometimes it's, it, it confuses people it's a l a n a iya surname l i t h e so instagram 
Facebook, YouTube, and my website is lanilife.com. And all my information I broadcast across all of those platforms. All right, well, thank you very much. No, thank you. It's nice spending time with you, having a chit chat. Yeah, that's Thank you for listening. You can follow me on both Twitter and Facebook at Ordinary Artists.